This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? I bet she hasn't even seen your text. She does travel a lot for work. Go to her. I'm going to London. See, you get it. It's a grand romantic gesture. Yeah, that is amazing, mate. 5,000 miles to surprise a girl that you've only met once, especially if she's the one who ghosted you. No, no, she didn't ghost me. She just doesn't have an international calling plan. BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila. And today we are reviewing the latest from Apple TV Plus, Ghosted. Um, I'm going to start off by saying that that trailer, I think, sounded incoherent. And that is a very fair representation of the film. Until I watched Ghosted, I would have squarely said, I think Chris Evans can do no wrong. Fantastic Four aside. He, that was a ensemble, long time ago. Right? Yeah. I would have also actually fallen on the side of saying Ana de Armas can do no wrong. Like, I think they're both amazing performers and so charismatic and so good looking. And then I watched Ghosted and I realized, no, they clearly can do very, very wrong. Like, what movie is this? Ghosted is a really good example of how important good writing and directing is. Yes. You know, because you, you can't really... rely on charismatic actors and pretty people alone. No, no, to try and kind of get it going. So as you probably can't tell from the clip, because the <laughs> clip doesn't tell you anything. Um, Ghosted is... Ghosted is an action rom-com, more on that later, um, which is premised on the idea of a local farmer played by Chris Evans named Cole, um, who meet cutes, annoyingly meet cutes, a CIA operative that he doesn't know is a CIA operative. They argue, they fight, but then it turns out that they really like each other. They have a monster date. They really hit it off. And then after that, she goes missing, except that he can track her because he is a little bit weird like that. And, and he has tracking devices all over the place and he left one of them in her bag. Not intentionally, though. That's making it sound way more creepy than... Well, although, not to say some of the stuff he does isn't creepy. La. It's, it makes him sound creepier. It also makes him sound more capable. And, and both those things aren't true about this particular character. I think it needs to be said, he decides to, basically, as that trailer suggests, um, decides to follow her based on the tracking device to London, gets himself kidnapped, only to realise she isn't just a fun girl he took out on a date. Not an art curator, yeah. but instead a CIA, CIA. agent. Mm. Um, and that's the rest of the story. That's where the action part of the action <laughs> rom-com comes. Look, did I expect this to be some Oscar-winning material? No. But you know what I thought it would be? A darn good time watching a film. Um, I wanted it to be fun and, and funny and frothy with like great chemistry and like great outfits and great action. It's none of those things. It's boring. It's really boring. Ghosted is an unusually bad movie. <laughs> I, was thinking about, I was thinking about how to talk about it while watching it as... As it began, 
Um, and you started to recognise that you're in this sort of very Hallmark movie setting where yes. everything looks a little bit overlit and kind of cheap. Um, the outfits don't look right. Even their iPhones, despite the fact that they are actual iPhones. <laughs> and are on Apple. Don't look real. Um, you know, the, so there's a very strange kind of gap that exists in the movie where cinematically, it really looks made for TV. And I think the dissonance comes from the fact that you have movie stars in a made-for-TV movie because Chris Evans and Ana de Armas are big actors. Um, Adrian Brody, who is in this film as well, big actor, Oscar winner. You know, there are all sorts of things about this film that don't sit quite right. And um, it's also a film that is determined to kind of point things out to you that aren't there, for example, their chemistry or the fact that, oh, this is really funny. Laugh, everyone, laugh. Um, You know, it's got that vibe. And I think it has the feeling of a movie that knows it's not working. Your Hallmark example is so good because if there ever was the Hallmark Channel equivalent of an action comedy this would be it. It would look like right? this. Like yeah. it, everything just kind of looks a little cheap and DIY. Um, you feel like they might be in Pakistan, but actually if the camera pans just a little bit to the left, you'd clearly see a soundstage. Um, explosions look like they're CGI, but made on like someone's home computer. Mm. Like everything about this movie looks very cheap and and poorly made and like nobody really cared even their even their outfits even their styling look so unthought of at all i have a small unprofessional thing to say um which is so we've you know um It's been post-pandemic, so you, me and Arvin have now had the ability to take leave, um, things that we have not been able to do over the last three years, which meant that the three of us together did more reviews over the last three years than we have this year. You know, we've been off and on. Um, I would like to know, sorry, my my tone of voice got a bit shrill. Um, I would like to know, have you and Arvin reviewed together, just the two of you, a bad film yet? Because why does it feel as if you are both saving the bad movies to review with me? I will say that even if we deeply disliked you, that we wouldn't have saved this one for you. Because you say that, but you weren't here for 65. <laughs> so Arvin and it I did 65. True, isn't it, though? Actually, the, the really garbage ones <laughs> have been when it's just you and somebody else. Yes. So, okay, I just wanted to throw that out there. And also to say, because I think more people saw 65, because Ghosted is not a cinematic release. Um, you'd have to you'd have to go to Apple and, and do all that stuff to get it. I um, will say if I had gone to the cinema to watch this, ah. I would have been so upset because I mean I didn't watch 65 to be honest and I haven't yet um haven't yet or never will I never will (laughs) um but this one honestly just the one point in its favor I think is the fact that it's a home watch you can choose to stop watching if you weren't stuck reviewing it um or you can choose not to watch it at all you can choose to put it on and do other things because why else correct because all i wanted to say is to the people who did watch 65 this is as bad as that i, I think that it is kind of a, a low point in terms of in terms of being a movie that has no reason to exist and doesn't fully make sense cuz when you watch it it feels as if everybody lost a bet. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Or signed a contract they couldn't get out of. Yes, yeah. it has that vibe where um, you're not sure why anybody is here. I will say that Ana de Armas, if you like watching her in this sort of role, just put the the scene from No Time to Die on 
and loop it five times over. And that's a better version of what she does in this movie. So I was thinking of um, her role in No Time to Die. Obviously, looking at Chris Evans, you think of how much charisma he has as Captain America. Or really, even when he's playing jerks like Knives Out or that one, what's your number? The terrible romantic comedy where he plays... I thought you were going to say Grey Man, which oh, um, Grey he Man. also did very oh, well in that's that true. as a jerk. Yeah, um, this was this is like an old romantic comedy, which is actually just an objectively bad film, but he was really good in it. But my point is that I was expecting, I think, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, um, that yeah. vibe. Yeah. Nothing to shout about in terms of story, but deeply entertaining and fun to watch. And this one just looks like nobody quite knew what they were doing either. It's not even a, they don't want to give it their best. I don't think even the actors really knew what it is they were supposed to be doing. No, so the the screenplay is written by Rhett Reese, Paul Wernick, Chris McKenna and Eric Sommers. And I think that when you get a... When you get, basically when you see screenplay by or written by and the number of writers go up, that's usually not the best sign, right? Because it does indicate a written by committee, a paint by numbers approach. And you certainly feel that in this movie. It does feel as if different things were written at different times by different people. And um, I want to return a little bit to our expectations of the movie, because if you look at the poster, if you kind of just hear about the film, it will definitely be described as, oh, it's that one with Chris Evans and Ana de Armas. So I think we need to come back to that in a bit. But let us know, um, have you watched Ghosted? Do you plan to, would you like to commiserate? Uh, you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Beats, funk, mixtapes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Where am I now? Oh, God, you you have the wrong guy? I'm a former. Wait, wait. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Can you walk, Cole? Say to you. Who are you? CIA. So confused. They kept asking me about the tax man. They asked you about the tax man? They think I am a tax man. You're the tax man. Oh my god. Oh my god. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn and Sharmila. Um, we are continuing now to eviscerate Ghosted <laughs> um, because neither of us liked it very much. Um, it is directed by Dexter Fletcher. Who helmed Rocket Man? So you told me this right before our show today, and I'm still reeling a little bit. Rocket Man is a good movie. He also I liked co-directed it Bohemian Rhapsody. I did not watch that, but you which know, which I liked a lot. Uh, but I think that it explains one of the the pain points of this movie, which is a deep over reliance on music. Yes, and, and on specific it needle does, drop moments. It does seem like he's a bit of a needle drop guy, but um, I thought he was like a debut director <laughs> because the movie was so bad. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know who this Dexter Fletcher is. He can't be very good. But Rocket Man, really? Yes. yes. So you know, just just so we're clear. Um, I okay. I want to return now to the Ana de Armas Chris Evans because I think the first time we would all have seen them together was in Knives Out, um, which was such a delight and a surprise, and you know, so many people enjoyed it, and a big part of 
of that enjoyment was the ensemble cast, um, was the surprise of seeing Chris Evans play so far against type. And his scenes with Ana de Armas sparkle. Um, there's a lot of chemistry, not romantic, admittedly, but there's a tension, there's a camaraderie. There's just, it's it's very fun watching them together on screen. They were also on screen together in Grey Man. That's why I remembered it. Oh, that's um, right. In which they were also fine. It's not the kind of movie where you want to see, you know, deep exchanges anyway, but what time they did have together worked really well. So, I think coming into this, there was a fair amount of baggage and expectation that, okay, where we're seeing the return of, you know, the action version of Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, like, let's do this. And um, when they first kissed, I flinched. And I, I, for me anyway, the romantic chemistry did not work at all. It did not work to such a degree that at first I wondered if it was me and I was coming in with too much baggage because... I, I know that they've been in other movies and I've watched them do other things. And I thought that up until maybe the 30-minute mark, at which point the movie leans in so heavily into the idea that you know everything from Chris Evans's filmography that I realised, no, no, you want to nudge, nudge, wink, wink. See, I don't know whether part of the I just don't feel the chemistry between them has to do with the fact that from the get-go, from the start of this film, you don't really like them. No, they're, they're, they're not pretty likeable. annoying. Yeah, they're annoying characters. They don't ever really go on to become likeable. Um, the movie does this weird thing where it keeps, especially with Cole's character, right? It keeps iterating things that he's doing, i.e. travel across a continent to go after a girl that he had one date with, um, put a tracking device on someone and continue to track them. And it keeps making this case. No, he's not creepy. Sending her unanswered messages again and again when she's not responding. No, he's not creepy. He's just nice. Actually, in real life, that would be quite creepy. Yes. Um, whereas her, the first time we meet her, she's quite unpleasant and quite a Karen. Um, and so you're just like, why am I invested? Why should I be invested in these people? Because you're supposed to find it funny. Exactly. And but it I, isn't. Though. No. So um, what did we say? It was earlier an action adventure Rom-com? Rom-com. So no, 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 I think is the problem. I, I think you just need it to work on one front. And I, it doesn't was, know which one it wants to work either. Yes. Sometimes the the com part is completely forgotten and it goes hard into the, this is a world crisis that needs to be. And I'm like, yeah, but just before you guys were being a little bit ridiculous. Okay. So I think my question, therefore, is what would you rather they have done? I think that this would have been a perfectly fine action action comedy and that we didn't need the the rom if they didn't keep insisting that these two people need to get together if instead you have um some like top secret cia operative dragging along a hapless american an ugly american in fact um, mm. he's kind of a stereotypical yes. ugly american type so never left the country yeah yeah mm. you know and and all that other good stuff so um if you just have that and her kind of you know, dragging this guy around the world, then you're back in what's that one with Steve Carell and you? You know, the point is oh, with, uh, with Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, yeah, yeah. The point is there are many other movies that have done this buddy comedy trope, um, even done it with a guy and a girl, and not felt the need to kind of push the romantic angle. For me, where the chemistry falls apart is really the romance. I don't know why they're they're both very charismatic actors. I just don't want to see them do romance together. So I would have 
definitely liked that, I think. Uh, a straight up like action comedy. Yeah. I think I would have also been quite interested to see Chris Evans genuinely play creepy, like sad, creepy guy who doesn't know his boundaries. Um, I think that would have been fun. I also think Ana de Armas would have been a great character to play that off of. Um, you can absolutely understand that a, a guy who pursue someone like that may not understand that she's not interested. And he actually does grey negative roles very well. Have we hit the limit of Chris Evans playing against type? So it's been... Um, how many years has it been now? Is it five years since he last put on the... Cap. Yes. Yeah. Thereabouts, right? So it's it's been a while since we've w- watched Chris Evans do Steve Rogers. Um, since that time, he has determinately played against type. He has been like creep after creep after creep. Um, he's been determined father. He's done, you know, he's done different dramatic roles, but he has tried to stay very far away from the, the Captain America form. And I get that. But Watching him do this, in which he simultaneously is physically helpless, but then also suddenly can really fight and shoot. Um, Watching him do this made me feel like we might have hit a bit of a limit of playing against type. Because I think I could believe that Chris Evans is physically helpless, but I cannot do it in a film that also wants him to, at some points, be very capable. Yeah, they keep saying he used to wrestle in school. Which is why he keeps like throwing people yes. around. But um, I found myself watching that and thinking, oh, but that's Steve Rogers. And, and, that's a, and that's not a feeling I've had in any other Chris Evans role. Just this one. So I'm actually... I don't know whether we've hit the limit. I think I'd love to watch a proper action film with Chris Evans. Not a family-friendly one, maybe, uh, but like a proper one where he gets to play an action hero. Um, that fight sequence that he had with Ryan Gosling in oh, Rain yeah, Man, it great. was amazing. Or the one he had with... Um, I think, okay, anyway, I can't remember. But he was actually really good in the action scenes. We know he can do it. There are multiple ways to tell action stories that are not just a rehash of Captain America. He doesn't always have to be the perfect guy. Um, But this kind of thing isn't really working. It's a strange movie. I I think it's going to be forgotten really fast. Well, given that it is only currently ranking like barely 30% on Rotten Tomatoes, I, and it's getting terrible reviews. Guys, it is as bad as 65. If you watched it, this is my message to you all. Save yourselves. Uh, we're talking today about Ghosted, which was uh, it's a romantic action adventure comedy, uh, ostensibly, directed by Dexter Fletcher, starring Chris Evans, Ana de Armas. It's also got Adrian Brody in it. Um, have you watched it yet? Do you plan to let us know. That number to WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.